0: Hello and welcome to the Success A Great Podcast with your host I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success A Great podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success A Great podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So, get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome, Success Secret Nation, to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. So, this episode is going to be an amazing episode. I have with me here, Nancy Marks. Nancy is someone who is extremely creative. She took a creative leap from finding her passion... With fused glass, beginning with a single class, despite her initial self-doubt, which I assume all of us have when starting something new, about having any artistic talents. To her surprise, she discovered an knack for working with the glass and embraced the imperfect beauty of her creations. Nancy opened the Glass Arts Collective. She taught to share her passions and stories. She discovered the essence of what to do. It is about igniting the spark of creativity in others, about weaving a community, and where everyone can find peace, joy, and their own creative voice. Nancy, welcome to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast.
1: Hi, Hassan. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Awesome to have you here. So, first of all, I want to ask you, because this is the Success Secret Podcast, and usually do ask people that, my guests, this question, so... What does success means to you? And what do you think people around you used to think or say what success is?
1: I think success is, for me, is making a difference. Mm. It's being able to see results because of something I've done. Um, So sometimes that's a better paycheck. Sometimes it's a bonus. Sometimes it's just seeing the joy on someone's face. The excitement as someone learns something new. Um, I've been really I think my definition of what success is has changed quite a bit in the last few
0: years. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It's definitely could change. It could be multiple things in one. It could be one thing. So that is very important. And when I introduce you, there's some kind of a self-doubt when you started and you took the leap to build this, what you are building now. So this is something that not you have this feeling, but like I think like I would say I might not be wrong if I said 100% of us, does this kind of things or have this kind of feeling when starting something new? So what did you think before that? And what happens when you thought of the idea of that you want to start something new? How this thing going on in your brain?
1: Well, I learned about fused Glass. I didn't know anything about it. My mom is at an assisted living facility here in California, and they bring classes uh, to the to the residents so that they have things to do. And. She was so excited about it. And my dad and my sister are very creative. They always have been. I've tried things. I haven't been very creative. And um, I gave up too soon, I think, on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think I decided too quickly. I judged myself, didn't like what I saw initially, and just said, this isn't for me. But with Fuse Glass, I decided to, to take a class and take that leap of faith because I wanted something to do with my mom. So the... overcoming my doubt and concerns was really because mom doesn't care if I don't make it perfect. (laughs) Mom doesn't care if it doesn't look great. She's excited because I'm doing something that we can then do together. And it just so happened, this really clicked with me. But I did walk into the studio that I was going to very begrudgingly. And it was like, why am I spending my time and my money? I walked out with so much joy and excitement. But the real uh, kicker for me was with fused glass, it has to get fired in a kiln. So you don't get to walk out of the studio with it. So when I went to go back and pick it up and I saw what I had made, my first instinct was I must've gotten someone else's art. (laughs) This couldn't be mine. This is really pretty. Um, And so it just took a little bit of accepting that I have imperfections. It's not going to be perfect. My lines aren't going to be straight, but the other side of that is everyone has to start somewhere. It's not going to be Picasso and it's not going to be, oh my gosh, I can make a million dollars off of selling one of these. You know, it, it's it's the inner joy that really came from that. And I felt very successful.
0: So you talked about there about giving too soon. So do you think in general people give up too soon to achieve their goals or whatever they are trying to do? And why did you not kind of give up on that path? I
1: think that for me, and I don't want to speak for everyone, obviously,
0: but for me, a lot of times
1: I would think I should be able to create something that's not perfect, but pretty darn close. And that's not realistic. I mean, I, I remember making a stool in workshop, in woodshop for my sister, and I was really proud of it. But the outcome was I built it for myself. My sister's shorter than I am, and she couldn't get on the stool. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's a lot more things you have to think about. Whenever you're doing anything and maybe slowing down a little bit more, maybe if I had stopped and and said, okay, how long should the legs be for my sister? I know I'm taller than she is, uh, but instead I just was doing it. I was just, I had to get it done and I had to get it done right. I didn't stop and think, wow. And with my art, it's like, do these colors actually go together? You know, I can pick all kinds of colors, but do they speak to me? Do they give me energy when I put the colors together? Um, how do they make me feel? And I do feel differently different days in general. And I'll find my art varies on different days, because of how I feel that comes out in my art, which is fascinating to me.
0: (laughs) That's very interesting what you talked about here, right there, like how you feel on that day, that we're not talking about if you feel depressed or not good, or maybe sick, or like generally speaking, (laughs) that how the, the your inner self can reflect on your work and your creative side of things. So And you mentioned that not being perfect because eventually you have to, to make or do the job and make it. You don't have to always postpone and th- th- things will never get done if we keep thinking that way. It's not perfect. It's not good. It's not enough. I won't like it. People won't like it. So these kind of things that these inner games in our head is not a good idea to have. We need to step and take action to do. And with time, we can improve. And I'm sure you know that because you had also, from what I understand, that you had a, a corporate job, right? So how this kind of things played out between what you did used to do, and did anything that you did before helped you out in this, or did you have to learn everything completely new and transform yourself 180 degrees in that regard? Um,
1: my corporate career varied in different companies with a lot of different. Um, backgrounds. And the jobs I had actually built on each other. It wasn't intentional. It was one of those just, I look back and I see it. I didn't see it at the time, but every job I had, I learned something that I could take to another job. And it was about 35 years of being in the corporate world before I took the leap of faith and said, you know what? I need to do something different. I'm just, I don't want to say I was burnt out, but I wasn't as interested in what i was doing i found that it was not inspiring me it was not motivating me it was harder to get up in the morning um and so i learned about fused glass and then within a couple of years um i started to reach that retirement age and it's like okay i am definitely not going to go into retirement and have nothing to do so after about 2 years of playing with fused glass the studio that i had been working in closed Uh, They decided not to have the branch open that I was working out of. And it was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? My husband immediately said, you do not get the garage. So I said, what do I do? And he said, well, you know, you help me run my business. And, you know, you you know what to do. You understand all the mechanics on the business side of all the different things you've done. And he goes, why don't you just open your own? And it was very short time afterwards that he got a lease in his hand. And I said, okay, co-sign. And so I did not know everything about fused Glass. I didn't have enough time to have known everything. But what I did have was a good business sense and a good idea of the way things should flow and measuring your budget and all those kinds of things, which a lot of artists don't have. So Mm. I brought on artists that were better than I was and who had skills that I didn't have. My ego stepped out of the way completely, and it said, this is the right thing to do. I just knew in my heart, this was the right thing to do. What I didn't plan for was COVID. Um, I opened my door to the world five weeks before COVID hit. Um, And in California, we shut down completely. And I had a lot of self-doubt. I was challenging my thought process. Am I not as good a business person as I think I should have been. And I kind of started laughing at myself saying, how could anyone have predicted this? There's just no way. So I said, you know, a lot of times in a job, you wish you had more time. You know, there's not enough hours in the day. So I said, I'm going to take advantage of these hours that I have been gifted and worked on getting the studio set up a little better, getting more art, done, really working on my skills with fused Glass, and I came out the other end of COVID um, more excited than ever. I am finding out that I didn't know marketing and publicity very well, so I'm taking classes and doing things to learn that better, and I am so excited. I mean, I am learning so much, continually learning, but even more, I'm inspiring people. I have found I have become an inspiration uh, to a lot of people because I don't give up. I try things. If it doesn't work, okay, what do I try next? (laughs) I'm not afraid of, I wouldn't say the word failure. I'm not afraid of not doing it right the first time or the second time. It's okay. That's how we learn. We learn more from mistakes or things that didn't work than if everything worked perfectly all the time. And ultimately what's happened here is I have attracted a lot of people who like positive energy and who needed positive energy in their life. They've been surrounded by so much ugliness and negative energy. And all of a sudden they walk through my door at the studio and the colors of the art, my energy, the other people who are like-minded with me, we fill this space with such beauty and energy even before you touch anything <laughs>
0: yeah, that, and you
1: feel that you, and they absolutely feel it
0: definitely that's amazing like you have like a lot of things that are integrated into one thing the type of business that you are running for example right now involves a ton of creativity to work and be a handyman with your hands and your mind and like you mentioned also, you didn't know about marketing and business. You needed to learn more about that. So, so a lot of things that are combined into one place. And also you mentioned that you got some people who knew more than you and you brought them in so you can learn from them. And you also mentioned ego a couple of times. So This ego is a lot of uh, the problem with us. Sometimes a lot of us humans that we read some kind of a piece of article somewhere on the internet and think that we know everything. So there is there is a, a lot of different world that is taking you from, let's say, a beginner to, let's say, a master at your craft and master at what you do. So do you consider yourself now a master at what you are doing right now? And let's say, what are the steps that you focused on to, to be that person?
1: I would not say I'm a master yet. I have mastered a lot of things, but I'm not a master. Um, But I am an artist. It took me quite a while to be able to say that I am a fused glass artist. I have a gift shop here and it's online now as well. And I not only have my art in there, but I have the art of my uh, studio members in there as well, because they are giving to me by coming on a regular basis and they're making a lot of art. And I saw a need for a place for them to sell their art. So we kind of, as I say it, we join forces to be able to provide more art choices to customers. So it becomes a win-win-win situation, which is something that I absolutely love and very proud of. My art is selling. People really are attracted to my art and we all have different tastes. We all have different styles. We all have different palettes of colors that we put together. And mine isn't better than others. In fact, I still say to people that I think theirs is better and they tease me and they go, well, I think yours is better because it's all a matter of taste and it's not that black and white judgment of it has to be you or me. It's really okay for us all to be very good. And I know that not everyone's going to fall in love with Fused Glass like I did, but there are Fused Glass artists and studios around the world. So any of your audience can find a Fused Glass studio so they can try to. But even picking up colored pencils, paint, crayons, anything that takes you kind of out of your comfort zone just for a little bit and you spend some time doing it. Don't give it five minutes and say, I can't draw a straight line. I can't color inside the lines. So what? That phrase that you have to color inside the lines or you have to live inside a box and fit, I blew that out the window a long time ago. I don't have to fit into a box and I don't have to follow other people's rules of art.
0: I guess there is no no rules for art. There is just like, it's your own world. You can be as much uh, creative and uh, have some kind of, uh, I don't know the word, but maybe insane as much as you can.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You sort of just let it flow. Just when you start to let go of perceptions of what it should be and just allow it to be, it makes a huge difference. It really does. And with fused glass in particular, because it has to go into the kiln and that's where it gets heated up to 14, 1,500 degrees and the glass actually becomes a little molten and fuses together, um, it changes and it softens. And when you open that kiln, it's like Christmas morning every day because even though you know what you put in the kiln, what you see when you open it is just enhanced. I call it the um, kiln elves who come in and they just do their magic while I sleep.
0: Yeah, so this fused glass, is it some kind of, when you are talking about the thing itself, the materials, for example, is it one type of like a glass or is it like you are dealing or you have to learn more about different types of them?
1: There are different types of glass. Um For example, blown glass, which most people know about, it's a fairly um, common type and is getting a lot more publicity these days, that has a different Coefficiency of Expansion or COE, and it expands and contracts with heat at a different rate than Fused Glass does. And Within the Fused Glass world, there's two basic numbers, um, and they aren't compatible with each other either. Because they expand and contract at a different rate. So, you do wanna be sure that you're buying glass that will work together. And stained glass is more iffy because it's not designed to have heat. But yes, there are times you can put it into a kiln. And there's a lot of different things that you can do, but you have to be very, like you said, conscientious of the types of glass that you use. And sometimes you could, like, people like to slump wine bottles and make them into a shape but you have to stay with the same wine bottle. You can't even mix wine bottles all the time. Sometimes you're lucky and it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And so I use one brand and it's been very successful for us. And it is really nice because you can have a lot of different colors and a lot of the different styles of the glass and put them together. And you, like I said, you open that kiln and everything we do is at room temperature. So we're working and we're joyful and we're having fun and there's conversations going on. There's no rush that, you know, the glass is going to fall off the and, um or that you're going to burn yourself with a, a soldering iron. None of that. We have a lot of fun and it doesn't have to be finished in a day um, like blown glass pretty much has to be. Once you get started with that, you kind of keep going. Um, and it just comes together and you put you can stack pieces on top of each other you can make a puzzle you don't have to have a complete design it can be abstract it can be uh, very functional it can be very unfunctional just art in general on the wall on your table and most of the glass is food safe so we're making things that people can have on their uh, tables and share with their family and friends and it does make very unique gifts because we can customize pieces and make them the colors that they want to give as a gift to somebody to match their home.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that's amazing. But I want to go back also to the period where uh, the COVID hit the world and uh, you were just launching your business. At, at that time, how did you feel? Like, is it something that you are going to pass the storm or did you think this is going to, like, going to fail?
1: I didn't feel it was going to fail. I didn't feel what my design was was wrong. I mean, of course, I did write at the first beginning of it. It's like, because I picked the wrong time to do this. But I knew what I was, I was driving at building, and my vision was in my heart, and I knew it was right. Um, okay, so having bills and a lease and having all this new inventory I just purchased, I had some bills building up and that was what scared me the most um you know at what point is someone going to say you know you have too much debt you have you know you have to do this or you have to do that i was very lucky the landlord was very um understanding and let me pay out my le- loan over my my lease over a longer period of time credit cards weren't very understanding but i was just really careful and you know having a savings account starting with that because I had it from my years in corporate really was a bonus. And again, that's where having that steady income was wonderful because my income didn't exist. And in California, the they did have programs to help people, but I had to have payroll in the year before I even opened to qualify for those mm-hmm. programs. So there were a lot of things that looked like they were going to be helpful and they weren't. And I didn't let them get me down. I stayed true to myself and authentic to myself. And I I stayed with my heart and not my ego. And I know I use the word ego a lot, but I never realized how much that impacted my decisions and my choices in life until I got here.
0: Mm, definitely. So too. I don't
1: have a master's in art. I wasn't an art teacher. I was a geek. I worked in technology. I worked in a lot of areas you know accounting and and sales, but not a, a artist. All of a sudden I've given myself this opportunity to, to just sort of open up to a creative side that I haven't touched in <clears throat> many years and it's amazing how it just couldn't wait to come out. And have I made things I didn't like? Absolutely. But so what? So what? Does that stop me? No. And that I see people when they come in, I see really sort of two paths that people take. One is they're frustrated because it doesn't look perfect and the lines aren't quite straight. And then I'm like, it's okay. It's really okay. Are you having a good time? And they're like, well, yeah, this is fun. I just can't. And I said, drop the I just can't. Stick with the joy and the fun. And they start to like relax. And we joke about it. We we have a good time. We laugh about it. We don't judge. We laugh. And by the time they're done and they pick up their piece, they're like, now I get it. Now I get why it didn't have to be perfect because this looks incredible. I don't see anywhere where I'd made a mistake or I felt it was a mistake. And I said, that's the point. And I'll have people come back to me and say, I was so relaxed when I left your studio. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it could make that big a difference in me. And they come back, I need another break. I need another relax. My neck is so stiff. I just, the world is just getting to me. I need to make art. And I'm like, welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about here is also very important. This type, we talked about energy and positive energy. That's very important, like to have. To be in a place, what we are doing at the moment, right? It does not have to be. Sometimes it could be different from what we are thinking of it. What it can be, but you have to be in the present moment of what you are doing. Your creative side, when when you do that and you work on that, it has to be. It has to be felt as authentic as you're mentioning, and to feel fun doing it because. It will nourish, I guess, your uh, soul and your body to actually do more and have these ideas for more, let's say, designs, whether they are in your head or not somewhere. It it, it will come out sometime, someday. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it's fun because we have people who don't know each other, you know, when they come in and they walk out and they do. And I'll send pictures when people's work is ready. Just let them know it's ready for pickup for its new home, and I say, is it okay if I send copies of yours to them, you know the other people and vice versa? Because you're watching them make it, don't you want to see what it looks like when it's done? And they, their eyes just light up and goes, that would be great. And the feedback when they see someone else's work they watched being made has been so very positive as well. And I bring them into being more of a community. I bring them into being more than just. An individual now they're part of something. And we introduce everybody. I make sure everybody knows everybody else's name. And you know, when they walk back in, it's they feel welcomed when they walk in. And I I I usually know pretty much who people are just because they come in one or two, or they come in and they introduce one person. Well, then you must be because I have their names from their registration. <laughs> And I take advantage of the things I know. They fill out a form. One of the things I put on the form is, what do you hope to get out of this? And a lot of times it's, I want to have fun. So I said, you're here to have fun, aren't you? And they're like, how did you know? Well, you filled it out like two weeks ago when you filled out the form. So they just feel like, wow, she sees me. She cared enough to see what I wrote. And it's such a simple thing to do. But it brings so much more um personality and warmth to them when they come in and they sit down to do something.
0: Yeah. So like, for example, what would you do to help, for example, this, these people, this community around you that you are with to unleash more creativity in what they are doing?
1: Well, I also do parties. So, you know, if someone's really having a great time, I said, why don't you invite your friends? You know, your friends better than anybody and you'll be able to invite them and say, hey, come have fun with me. Um, We do birthday parties for kids. We work with kids seven and up of infused glass. and we do team building sessions. So coming from the corporate world, learning more about your team members in an outside environment, rather than just having a dinner or a lunch, but this is where they get to actually see more of you, has improved teams quite a bit. And I get that feedback from managers. Because now they see a creative side that they didn't necessarily know the person had. And they see them from a different lens, as I say. it. So that camera lens that you're looking at someone who changed. And um, I also do charity events. So I'll do fundraisers. And I'll help support auctions and, and different fundraisers to give back to the community. So they don't see me as someone who's just all about the mighty dollar. But that somebody who's all about the mighty soul. Mm-hmm. Is the way I I view it, and soul might be a little deep in the word, but I couldn't think of a better one yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, eventually, because like I think maybe any type of artist in whatever they do, they are, uh, they love to see their the product, uh, whether one peer one person sees it or like a million persons sees it. So the impact of what, what you are making or the people around you are making. For other people to see is something magical, I would say. Like from yes. the, yeah, from the from the image on your background here. It is something that can open up the mind for any person to start thinking of if they are thinking that they are maybe not creative enough that they can actually make the sleep and start working a little bit harder to <laughs> put themselves in a place where they are can be creative because eventually each human each one of us is creative person but whether it it is that you choose to unleash that or not do you agree with that absolutely
1: and we don't judge in here we don't judge and go oh my gosh why did you pick that or why are you putting those two together because frequently just because that might not have occurred us doesn't mean it's a beautiful piece and so no one wants to judge. No one wants to be judged, especially. And when you just sit there and people go, oh, my God, I love those colors together. Oh, what I never thought of that. And I'm learning from people all the time. Everyone gets the same instruction in a class on how, what to do, but how you do it and what you make out of it is up to you. So, I can have a whole group of people that are all given exactly the same instruction and come out with everyone doing something very different. And it just, that just, I mean, I just absorb that energy and I just, I float on a cloud so much of the time because it really is that magical to me. And I allow myself to sound silly by saying I'm floating on a cloud or it's magical to me. I don't feel embarrassed to say that out loud because. That's how I feel. And I know a lot of people would like to feel that. And so it's okay to know it's an okay thing to say out loud.
0: Yeah, definitely. It is. It is. So, like, what would you advise anyone in any age, whether male, female, or whatever, uh, if they are looking to embark on a new journey for their own self, their own business? Like, what would you tell them or give them? the type of advice or talk that you would say if they are thinking that they have some kind of ego or they think they are not good enough or not creative enough or don't have whatever it is that's holding them back.
1: I have actually two major things to say. One is don't give up on yourself, try it. And remember, everyone has to start somewhere. And the second is the Nike um, brand. Just do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Definitely, Okay, and what can you relate to that uh, in order to actually have a successful business? What are the most important thing in any business do you think are? Do you think that they are the things that you do as a product or a service? Or do you think that it is the marketing that you do? Or do you think that you being authentic with the people around you? This is what makes a, a business a success. Honestly, I think
1: it's a combination of all. I think recognizing your strengths and weaknesses and not being afraid of your weaknesses, but instead embracing them by bringing in people who do know more than you do um, in that particular area. It doesn't mean they know more than you in every area. And if you respect them for their strengths and you'll find that more times than not, they respect you for yours as well. It's what I find is so many people, you start to tell somebody what, I would suggest you do this and they're really quick to tell you why it won't work. And um, okay, I've done that before too, um, but it's stop and listen and really listen and realize, you know, I hadn't thought about doing it that way or I wasn't aware. Okay. I don't know how to do that, like marketing and publicity. So my business started slower probably than it would have won because of COVID, but two, I didn't really know how to get the word out that I exist. So people would walk in and go, oh, my God, I didn't know you were here. This is amazing. And I go, yeah, I'm not the best at marketing. So please feel free to tell all your friends. And, you know, it's like I admit it out loud. I'm not, you know, a master of everything. Um, I know lots of stuff, and I know some stuff well enough that I can do it. Uh, But I'm also not afraid to just try. And so I have a go for it attitude. Is kind of my phrase for me. If it didn't work, that's okay. I'll try something else. I tried this ma- marketing method. You know what? And I know everything takes time. I don't get instant results. I don't get to put an ad in the paper and have the doors fly open with people saying oh, "We needed you." But over time, people come in and say, "You know, I saw your ad in the in the paper, and I..." put it on the refrigerator door so I wouldn't forget it. Or I put it in the drawer so I wouldn't forget about you. And I needed you now. So I pulled it out and found you and here I am. And we do have those conversations. It's not makeup. It's not somebody writing a script. Those are real words that have come out of people's mouths. And that's what makes me feel incredible. Mm -hmm. It's just all the things that I do might not give me the results I want right away, but they all seem to have something. And maybe some work better than others. It's not that they didn't work. Some work better than others. Hmm. And it's how you view things. You can view things in a negative way. That's what our society has become. Everything is negative. It didn't work right away. I can't do this. I, You know, you don't know what you're talking about. Or you can look at it with, well, you know, I wasn't in that experience. And I wasn't in the place where you are right now to know whether that would have worked for me differently. I don't know. I can't project that and I can't assume that. So if you're telling me that story, then for you, it's true. And that doesn't mean it has to be true for me, but I'm interested in your story.
0: Definitely. I
1: still want to hear it.
0: Well, I guess uh, some some of the stories can be unleashed in a, in a creative way with infused glass, I guess, right? So yes. this is very important. And like what you're talking about here, generally – in this day and age, we want instant gratification, like we want everything like yesterday to happen. So <laughs> so that's not the case with life. That's not the case with, with business. So do you think that there is something that I have missed asking you about that you can add here?
1: I would just say you might not need to buy anything, but check out my gift shop, and you will see 12 different artists, their work, and you'll see different styles and different techniques, You'll see people that you go, oh, you know, that's not really my style. But please don't ever say you hate something because that is a negative thought. Just think it's not your style. Start taking that different approach to things. It's not everybody this or nobody that. It's just it's not my taste or it's not my style or, oh, my gosh, it is my style. I didn't even know I liked that style. And I think you'll you'll start to see a, a change in yourself just even from observing art and taking that different perspective.
0: Awesome, Nancy. Uh, Where can people get in touch with you exactly to learn more about you, what you do, the infused glass and the the designs that you do?
1: Um, My gift shop and my website have a lot of information. So that would be the first place I'd recommend you go, which is glassarts, with an S, collective.com. And you can reach me through info at glassartscollective.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook, all at glassartscollective.com. So I uh, I've used my name as as many times as I can, so it'll be easy for you to remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Nancy, for being with me on this episode of the Successy. Great podcast, really informative and inspiring story and transformative i guess and has a lot of taste of creativity because we do sometimes as humans miss that we are creative people and we have a lot of things or ideas that can be transformed into a business or a pot or whatever it is that can be that something that people would look at and say wow this is amazing